0: Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and personal financial specialist Phil Putney. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. Let's get started. Phil, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing good. Hanging in there?
1: I I am. Back Glad in the start, office. Starting getting back to some normality here. Yeah, so. look at
0: the office there. Nice.
1: I actually dropped off some shirts at the dry cleaners Ooh. this morning. So.
0: <laughs> Fancy. Yeah. yeah, how how's uh, any any salons and restaurants yet or no
1: not not that yet so yeah. the uh, I think that dry cleaners I don't know why what what their exception is but I guess because it's a, a pick up and drop off type of scenario yes
0: so. yeah. They don't. They don't have to necessarily interact or whatever the case is. So. Right. Right. Yeah, different different things. So it's it's.
1: Yeah, he's got the the plexiglass, or he, he oh, had just yeah. a piece of plastic kind of strung up, but. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's so funny when we see that stuff. It just still is very foreign. You know, you go to yeah. Lowe's or or Home Depot yep. or whatever, and it's you know, it's just I don't know. It's very strange. Well, anyway, let's get into our topic this week. So, uh, on All the right. show, we're going to talk uh, Dave Ramsey advice. Actually, oddly enough, so. All right. Uh, you know, sh- should we be a little, you know, wary, leery, I guess, of of Dave's comments on some of these things? Look, he, without a doubt, he's you know, he's got his thing. Uh, obviously, it's huge what he does, um, and he's got you know, tons of respect among savers and investors and all these kinds of things for his different uh, philosophy that he uses. There's some good nuggets in there. I think. Is it possible that some of this stuff is uh, in fairness, you know, just not the right fit for maybe retirees or pre retirees, depending on the stage that they're in. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of the biggies and then I'm going to let you just kind of give me your thoughts, Phil's thoughts on this, uh, on some sure. of Dave's stuff. So, the debt snowball, uh, as it's called, Dave recommends tackling that debt by paying down the lowest balances first. Uh, regardless of the interest rates, and then working your way that way. What do you, What do you think?
1: And, and this one actually makes some sense, you know. So kind of like we were saying in the beginning, yeah, you, Dave. Nothing against Dave Ramsey. He's no. a great, great guy. You know, got some great concepts. This is one of them. Um, and I think probably the biggest advantage in this concept, although sometimes it doesn't make sense, you know, necessarily um, going after that, uh, not paying attention to the interest rate. Okay. You know, the the debt snowball going after the lowest balance first is is all about momentum. You know, it's trying to, to quickly get something paid off. So as you feel that confidence, okay, I got that paid off. Now I can move to the next one and the next one. You know, so to me, I think that makes some sense. You know, even though mathematically, if you ran the numbers, it might not play out quite as advantageous as if you had applied those payments to um, maybe some of the higher interest rate credit cards. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's uh, one of the challenges in, in finance is you can't always just look at the numbers unfortunately we are emotional beings you know or fortunately depends on how you look at it in finance sometimes it plays against you
0: yeah and that's definitely a fair point and it does seem to kind of go against normal fiscal thought right you want to try to get rid right. of that higher stuff first so uh, again, you know, having the debt conversation with your advisor is certainly going to be important. Uh, what about the just invest in mutual funds bit? Uh, just kind of paraphrasing that, obviously, but you know, Dave sure. suggests that investing is as simple as picking a couple of mutual funds uh, and then just divide your money up between those uh, categories. He's got the growth, uh, the aggressive growth, um, and the growth in income, and then the international, and then you'll be good. So basically, just the four. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Number one, diversifying just in those areas probably isn't enough. Um, a lot of different options out there. Um, but personally, I'm not a big fan of mutual funds. Um, we don't typically use them. We like to use a separately managed account type structure um, just because of how a mutual fund works. I mean, it's a pooled investment uh, where, where the advantages in a mutual fund is is for that smaller investor. Because for a small amount of money, you can get exposure to a large broad base of whatever the stock is in in that category, for instance. You know, so um, for that smaller investor, it it is one of the best ways to do it. Um, But for larger investors, there's potentially some better ways, some other options to look at Um, because the challenge of the mutual fund is being a pooled investment. You're in this pool with everyone else. And what somebody does can cause certain reactions in a portfolio that may or may not be to your benefit. And you you see it a lot of times where, for instance, we just went through a downturn in the market. We saw that most recently before this in 2018, where you might have had a decrease in your mutual fund portfolio, but yet the reality is you ended up with capital gain distributions at the end of the year. So you actually lost value, but now you had to pay a tax bill because of these capital gain distributions. Well, sometimes and, it's, a, it's the best option
0: but. yeah and we had a we had a podcast a while back about you mm-hmm. know mutual funds and etfs you know where right. etfs kind of you know the new thing kind of pushing mutual Help funds. Hedge against some of that yep. yeah you know and, and so on and so forth so go check out some past episodes if, as well if you'd like folks if you are just now kind of finding us and again don't forget you know as we mentioned before you can go to afswealthmgt.com Uh, And subscribe to the podcast. You'll see the listing there for the podcast page. You can click on it. Use whatever resource you like, whether it's Apple or uh, Google or Spotify or whatever podcasting platform. Uh, So we're talking some Dave Ramsey advice here. Let's talk. We got to talk the unrealistic expectations. Yes. Um, Yeah. I don't know about recently because I haven't checked recently, but he's definitely often implied, you know, the twelve percent return on your money uh, if you follow some of those investing guidelines. Uh, and that you can plan on spending like 8% of your money per year and you'd be just fine. You and I just had a conversation about the 4% rule not long ago and was it outdated and here we're talking 8 or 12%? I, I don't yeah.
1: Know. Unrealistic expectations are probably the the biggest um, wrongdoing I see in, in a retirement plan. You know, because you can make any scenario look really good. If you're saying I'm earning 12% and I'm able to spend eight, you have to make sure you're using realistic expectations. I mean, this is one of the areas that I would rather definitely under promise, so to speak, underestimate what that return might be. And if the portfolio works in that kind of a scenario, now you have that better long term probability because it's easier to make changes in that direction. I'd rather say we're going to earn five or 6%. We end up earning a little bit more than that, we're ahead of the game. That's that's great. That's a great discussion to have. But if you were expecting this twelve percent spending eight, now you went through this downturn in the market, now what? Yeah. You know, now you're gonna have to dramatically cut back on your spending to make the plan work. Yeah.
0: Expectations, you know, finding realistic ones for every client and every client situation has gotta be one of those key pieces because if you get started in the wrong, you know, vein it just seems like it's going to be harder to course correct.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's a big part of our discussion early on when we're working with clients is making sure that they understand the reality, you know, because I, if we can't come to some kind of an agreement on, on what expectations are realistic and not, then there's probably no reason that we should work together because it's going to be a battle all along. I'm never going to live up to expectations, True. nor is anyone. You know, especially if you have expectations of, of this, right? You know, you're going to be really happy for a few years. But then when the reality hits and we get into a market like we've seen now, you know, the, this bear market now, what happens from here?
0: Right. Well, you know, it's kind of like the conversation we had a while back when we were talking about, um, you know, 19, a couple of pod, you know, several podcasts back where mm-hmm. how 19, you know, finished off so strong uh, from a market standpoint right, and right. somebody might like come to a, their advisor and say, hey, you know, 19 finished overall 30, whatever percent it was, 19 was up. Uh, but I didn't, you know, make the full 30. Why not? And then, of course, we transition to what's happened in 20, in 2020, and said, so, well, you also didn't lose the full 35 when it right. went down. So it's an ebb and flow, and that that's part of expectations, right? So right. somebody who is super at risk, or, or taking a lot of risk, excuse me, um, in 19, probably reaped some more of those rewards. But they, if they didn't make adjustments, they also probably paid a heavier price in 20.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to understand both sides of that equation.
0: Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of that is communication and talking. And, and again, you know, yep. we're, we're doing a podcast, you know, we're doing these little video pieces we're doing now, uh, as well for your various social media channels and whatnot. But, you know, Dave talks to obviously a massive, massive audience and just like any talking heads, um, and, and technically we're talking heads right now, but like any right, talking right. heads, you have to take it with a bit of grain of salt and then go to a local advisor like yourself, I mean, obviously as a, as a personal financial specialist and a CPA, that's where you're getting into the nitty gritty. Okay. We can talk concepts and ideas, but you need to take it into your office and then sit down and say, okay, this is how it's going to affect you know me, John Smith. So let's talk about the cut retirement savings while paying off debt kind of conversation that Dave has again. Uh, you know, it's all about debt, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. And don't worry right now about setting some aside. Do you are you right? Okay. With that philosophy or do you think we should more equally distribute that or what's your
1: thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I don't think you should ever cut savings completely um, because it, it's hard to get back into it. Right. You know, and, um, it really depends on your scenario back to, you know, what we we're talking about, you have to look at your specific situation. Yeah. I mean, if you have a, a large credit card balance and it has a high interest rate, you know, it may make sense to cut back your contributions for a period of time and the key to that, though, right. if you have a plan, what's your plan, you know, is it the cutback and I'm going to take the extra money now that I'm I'm getting in my paycheck mm-hmm. and apply it directly to that debt? Because that's the other challenge that a lot of times people will get into is they end up cutting savings and make the extra payments for a few months and then something comes up and all of a sudden yeah, now it's easier to, to not pay that anymore versus, you right. know, The paycheck where it's going into the the 401k or 403b, whatever it happens to be, you're not seeing it. It's just happening automatically. Yeah. You know, so you just got to be really careful.
0: Well, and there's something so. to be said for that. I mean, anybody who's ever dieted, right. I mean, it's the same thing right exactly. now with the quarantine coming off of that, we're, we're just the quarantine 15, right. We we're yeah, all supposedly right. put on 15 pounds uh, and uh, you know, like carbs are, are clearly my enemy. And so, you know, I'll, I had this really good routine where I'd actually lost 20 some pounds going into it and, you know, carbs right out, you know, went out the window and I'm back to doing carbs. And so, to your point, it is hard to kind of get back. So if you stop that retirement right. savings portion, it can be harder to kickstart that diet, if you will.
1: Right. And I mean, when we're talking about debt, I mean, we're, we're only talking about the one side of it, getting it paid down that that's half the equation. True. I mean, the biggest challenge to, to debt, if it's credit card debt or some consumer type of debt like that, it doesn't do you any good to have a strategy to get it paid down and everything. If you're not stopping the accumulation of debt, So cut the cards up. You've got to have a spending control pattern first and a plan in place on that end so that you're not growing this balance as you're trying to pay it off. Cause right. you're not going anywhere. Then you're just spinning your wheels.
0: So. And, and that could be the dreaded B word budget, right?
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We don't want to say the budget word. I mean, yeah. <laughs> because
0: People, you know, people <laughs> right now they just clicked off, right? They just turned, it's, uh, they, no, they, they weren't running budget. the other way. And it's like,
1: you know, a yeah. budget
0: can be useful and we, we've, we've talked about those before, and we'll continue to do so. But like any phase of our life, we probably had a, a household budget, uh, whether it was raising kids or whatever the case was. So there's no difference in retirement. But I think we still do have that, you know, a bit of that misnomer that, oh, a budget and retirement means a restricted, you know, uh, right. set of funds and I can't do this. I can't do anything extra. It's like, no, that's not what that means. It's just, you know, finding out what's going in, what's going out, having a, you know, having an eye on it, so to speak.
1: Right. Yeah. And with, there's a lot of apps now that make it easier to do that, where you can monitor and and manage it a little bit more readily versus waiting for that statement to come in at the month and realize, Oh my word, I can't believe I spent that amount of money.
0: Exactly. Uh, All right. Well, let's do the last one here. And that's uh, the the baby steps. So we we would be remiss if we didn't bring up the seven baby steps, uh, Dave's baby steps and it's the one size fits all approach really. And we kind of, you know, danced all around this a little bit, but to me, that seems to take away the uniqueness of the fact that every person's situation is different. And again, Dave's got yes. a huge, wide audience. So, as broad general information, maybe so. But the whole cookie cutter thing just doesn't fly for me.
1: There, there's a lot of, um, again, talking heads out there. They've got their own unique take, right? And, right? and Dave has his, and he's got an audience that that may fit to really well. But yeah. again, does it apply to your scenario? You know, with any anything you hear, whether it's from a a Dave Ramsey, a Susie Orman, CNN, whatever it is, take it in, understand, look at how it applies to your scenario. If you've got a personal advisor, I mean, that's where the best fit comes into play because they know your situation. You know, they have hopefully a plan in place specifically for you. And there may be some pieces of of information, some valuable nuggets in there that could be applied to your scenario. How do we make this work in my plan? Maybe it doesn't fit.
0: Well, and that that cookie cutter approach, uh, I don't think anybody, I don't think any of us really like the idea. I mean, a lot of times we'll say, oh, I don't like, you know, I don't want to live in that neighborhood because the houses are too cookie cutter. You know, I want something a little more unique. Well, I mean, you can take the same concept to really anything, but when it comes to your situation, you know, Phil, what you need for your retirement plan is not what I need for mine and, you know, and the next person over and the next person over. So that's why you got to have that you know, that, uh, that personal aspect of working with an advisor locally, who you obviously can, you know, you get to know, you build a rapport, you have a relationship and, and then some of those little nuances, um, get fleshed out better.
1: Yeah, and that's what I love about my job because it's, you know, it's similar. Everyone's scenario. Yeah. Um, but it's unique. Everyone. There's generalities, but is, there's uniqueness. Right. Yeah. Yep. And that's what we're talking here. This is those generalities, yeah. you know, you have to understand some general concepts, but then how does that fit your unique scenario? And everyone's scenario is different. Gotcha. You know, from what you want for spending, you know, how much of that is discretionary, what are your sources of income, asset? I mean, that's all different. Yeah. Everyone's got similar pieces, but
0: there you go. And they don't
1: all go together the same way.
0: There you go. Well, that's the bulk of our podcast today. We're talking about Dave Ramsey advice. Uh, Again, a lot of it can be good information and just take it for what it is in those general terms. Uh, But, you know, if you hear something on any program, uh, whether it's Dave's or Susie's or ours or mad money or whatever the case might be, uh, always take it back to your specific local uh, person that you're working with, like Phil Putney. And of course. As I mentioned before, don't forget to subscribe to us. We'd certainly appreciate it. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna be posting links to the YouTube we'll have for this. Uh, we'll be posting links to Phil's Facebook page. Uh, give him a like on there. Um, subscribe to it. That way you can get new sh- episodes as they come out. Uh, as well as, you, of course, you can just go to the website and find it all there. We'll make it kind of easy for you that way too. And it's at afswealthmgt.com. That's afswealthmgt.com. I'll have it there on the screen. And, uh, and you can submit email questions to the show as well, if you'd like, and we're going to take one right now. And it is, uh, from Beverly in, where was Beverly at? She was in Plymouth and she says, Phil, I counted up the mutual funds in my IRA and it appears that I have 33 woo, different funds. Is that adequate diversification?
1: Hard to tell Beverly. You, you've got to look at the funds you have. I mean, that's uh, one of the, the challenges with mutual funds is, you know, sometimes Diversification people view like, well, let's pick a little bit of all of them and put them together. And there is such a thing as over diversification, where you have too many different pieces in the puzzle and it just doesn't work well. You know, depending on the makeup of the fund, I mean, you might only need three to four, you know. So 33, that's a lot of options. Probably one of the main reasons you have that many options is you have a whole group of what's called target date funds, Mm -hmm. which are kind of the set it and forget it. And that's a, a whole nother discussion and podcast we can get into. As to whether that's a good option or not, but um, definitely want to talk to your personal advisor on that scenario and, and um, let them see the list of funds and have them yeah. give some input on okay, what is maybe a best allocation for your situation because you've got to not only look at your 401k, but outside assets as well. You know, you don't want to right be heavily invested in small cap, for instance, and, and one and. The advisor you're working with doesn't know that. So you got right. to just make sure it all works together. So,
0: And, and unfortunately, in situations like that, I think the highlight uh, and, and not to pick on you, Beverly, you're not alone. So don't feel upset yes. about that by any means. But I think there is a bit of that misnomer that people think, well, because I've got different mutual funds from different companies and different things, that there is diversification in that. And more than likely, there's a lot of overlap in that. You probably have Microsoft Absolutely. or Apple or Coke or whatever multiple, multiple times. In all of them, yeah. yeah. And so when one, yeah, so that's you when you've
1: know, really what, got to look at the allocation yeah. internally.
0: Yeah. So when it when it takes a dive, they all take a dive. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you, Beverly, so much for the question. Reach out to Phil. Uh, give him a call. Like anything, folks, if you do have questions before you take action, please, you know, talk to an advisor before you take the action or make a decision based on anything you hear. Really, anywhere, uh, you should always check about your own situation. You can call Phil at two four eight. Eight eight We'll put that there on the screen. 248-888-7530. Uh, if you're catching this in audio form, like we've been doing now for the last several months, we certainly appreciate it. As always, continue to uh, follow us on Apple or Google or Spotify. But you can also now check it out in video form. So go to YouTube or go to Facebook or go to Phil's uh, website and we'll have all that information for you on the videos as well. And Phil will be sending that out, I'm sure as well. So thanks for your time, my friend, as always, I appreciate you. Thank you. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Yeah. Good to see you're in the office. Nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Finally getting back to some normalities.
0: Yeah. Looks like a sunny day.
1: It is. It's supposed to be hot out
0: there today. Oh, so. fantastic. Fantastic. Well, great. Well, you have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. We'll do another one of these uh, Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts, as we always do, with the one and only Phil Putney. I'm Mark Killian. We'll see you next time. See you, Phil. Phil? Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.